But I mean, I guess I guess I really do want to just start by asking you, like, you think back three years ago, so March twenty twenty, and the person you were then. I mean, do you feel like you've changed on a personal level? Do you feel like the same Sean of twenty twenty? To be honest, Sean, I actually feel not that I was not a, an optimistic person. I, I feel a lot more optimistic optimistic now and the ability of our team to navigate like extremely difficult situations right yeah. when i can remember you know say two weeks from now three years ago sitting down with uh, my partners and trying to discuss what the worst case scenario was going to be with the hotel occupancy and on a Friday, we thought, worst case, we're going down to 40%, which was mind-blowing, right? Because most of our assets run in the 80s all the time. Yeah. And by the Sunday, we came to the realization that we were having to close every single asset. And none of us had ever done that. And I, and I, and I think back, it's almost akin to trying to stop an aircraft carrier, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, an aircraft carrier takes, I don't know, probably a day to stop once you start trying to stop it. And it was like that. And I got to say, when I say optimistic, it's not only how the Trinity team rallied, but our investment partners like Elliott Management, Oak Tree, Walton Street, how they rallied around us. And then the brands, right? Because these are all big box brand managed hotels. And Hilton and Marriott, who were specifically our managers in the, during COVID, they were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way that they reacted and think about it. I mean, you're having to lay off and furlough thousands of people. And, yeah. you know, fortunately, you know, we and our capital partners made the decision to keep, you know, you know, skeleton crews on staff to make sure the assets were continued to, main to be maintained, et cetera, et cetera. But navigating through that and then and then getting to the point where you hit the summer of 21 and we had the revenge leisure travel. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you're going from zero to 60, right? Mm -hmm. Not in my rental car, but like <laughs> zero to 60. Try to turn these things on and get them going. And then how the staff members at each property rallied and management. And I mean, that's like really heartwarming stuff, right? I mean, you've got these people who've been laid off and furloughed and gone through the ringer. And they're rallying and excited to be back at work and like welcoming guests and, you know, giving first class service still with the backdrop of COVID and real fear, right, about getting sick and taking this disease home to your families. So on a human level, I mean, I'm just far more optimistic that throw what you want at us. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to be an optimist to look at the world in the, over the last three years and think I have more faith in humanity, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm curious though, especially along the lines of that last comment, I mean, does it change the way you interact with your properties or more importantly, the people on your property seeing like everything they've gone through over the last few years and their willingness to come back and give it their all, you know, when things were even worse i mean when they were worse than they are right now and still really uncertain like does it change your perspective on like how you want to treat your the employees at the hotels or um does it change just the general like 
relationship you have in your mind with the folks who are at the properties? Absolutely. So we came up with a business plan in 2017, 2018, that Trinity was going to focus on being, you know, the, the, the best operating partner we could be to large private equity. We're going to have all the team or all of the, the, the requisite skills in-house, you know, project management, asset management, acquisitions, etc. We were going to be disciplined on the types of, we call them joint venture partners, the large private equity firms that we partner with. And we were going to be brand friendly and focus on 300 rooms and larger brand managed hotels, Hilton, Marriott, Hyatt, you know, Four Seasons, ISG in the smile states, right? And so that was our business plan. And we had only just, and we were going to renovate these things, as you and I have talked about before, to make them multi dimensional to um, multiple, um, you know, market segments like group, leisure, et cetera. Everybody would feel comfortable and have restaurants, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So that was the business plan. And we were just starting on executing that business plan. And we get hit by a two by four with COVID, right? Yeah. And so. You go through COVID, and fortunately, we decided to accelerate any capital plans we had because we weren't displacing any business. And we were the beneficiaries coming out of COVID that the types of assets, the brands, the joint venture partners we had came roaring back. So it enforced our belief. So what are we today? We are hyper, hyper disciplined on Mm -hmm. who our partners are which brands we, 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 we work with on our acquisitions, the markets we go into, the types of assets. So it's a long-winded way of saying it's we had this business plan. We were just starting to execute it. We lived through COVID, and it was stressful for everybody. But mm-hmm. all of the constituents in our universe stepped up, did the right thing. We fought, I mean, you really get to know somebody's character when you're in the trench with them. And being in the trench with all of those constituents, it's like, bring it on. You know, so we are 100% believers of the plan, focused, building out the best team we can have at Trinity that handles all those folks functions. We're up to like 32 people now. We'll be 40 in the U.S. by the end of the year. Um, you know, so it's just, it's just reinforced all of that stuff. And it's resonated with our joint venture partners mm-hmm. who've been supporting us with recent acquisitions and new partners like Credit Suisse Asset Management on the Diplomat. Um, so I, I couldn't be more excited now and enthusiastic about what's to come because, you know, Sean, I lived through 08 mm-hmm. where we didn't have a big enough team. And I, and I liken it to walking and chewing gum at the same time. You want to have a big enough team that's protecting the assets you have, but you also have folks on your team looking at new opportunities and, and pounce. And that's why we're one of the largest acquirers of single assets in the country now, because yeah. coming out of COVID, we've closed on over $2 billion worth of acquisitions because we had the team to work on and protect the assets we had. And we had the team as well that could focus on new opportunities, raise the GP fund and and deploy it. Yeah. I'm interested to hear from you. And, and you've brought this up in a couple of different ways, but um, obviously so much of what you guys do and so much of the business in general is relationships, right? And yeah. over the course of the pandemic, um, it seems like, you know, f- from the way you're looking at it, you built up a lot of positive relationship capital with, you know, the brands for how they approach things and just, you know, investment groups and like every level of it just 
you know, hunkering down and getting through this together. But at the same time, as you know, yeah. a steward of massive amounts of money, it's kind of your job to uh, be a bit of a tough negotiator when it comes to the brands. You know, you can't be too buddy-buddy with these folks until, you know, you actually ink the deal. So I'm wondering how this has changed your your approach or your thought process on, you know, just relationships in this industry. And obviously, everybody's got a job to do. You all have your businesses to take care of. And sometimes those those needs and desires in those businesses might be a little bit conflicted. But at the same time, like you, you learned through 2020 that you guys are all steering the ship in the same direction at the end of the day, right? I mean, I look at, um, you take two examples. I look at Blackstone, Oak Tree, you know, you know, people, groups like that, that are absolute professional investors, tough negotiators, but good people, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't mind if you're tough and hard-nosed and all of that, but if you're a good person that you can trust and you know you're going to work through it, that's what we're trying to emulate, right? And so, you know, the other constituent I didn't mention going through COVID were the lenders. The lenders mm -hmm. were phenomenal. They, they they worked with us, and we have great relationships with them. And it's work, you know, got new business going, etc. They were in it. They were in it with us. But I I think the main point that I learned during COVID on that is just be direct and be honest mm -hmm. and explain what you need and what you can do and what you can't do and get rid of all the waffle. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now, you know, when we were introduced to Credit Swiss Asset Management, it wasn't like, oh, this is what we can do and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't all words. You know, I said to Rob Rackine and his colleagues, I said, meet us in Orlando. Come and see Grand Lakes. Mm -hmm. Look at what we did there. This is what it was before. This is what it is today. And then we went and, and toured the diplomat. And so, and so they could see what we were going to do. So we're not pretending to be anything that we're not we're the operating partner we are stewards of large capital on our own we work hard we do what we say we're going to do and that's all we ask from the groups that we whether it's the brands our equity partners or the lenders and so you find yourself you know gravitating towards groups that have similar values and ideals and i don't mean to get too deep and psychological on that no, but, but that's it. <laughs> Life's just too short, right? R yeah. Rather deal, just 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 speak straight, be honest, be direct, explain what you can do and what you can't do, and find like-minded uh, groups that that are on board with 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 all of that. Some groups like Starwood Capital and Laxton, they have such phenomenal, fully integrated teams. They don't need our expertise, right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the acquisition side as much. But other groups that don't have fully built out hospitality, real estate investment groups do, and those. You know, so, but but we work with Starwood and Blackstone on the lending side, and they've been great lenders to us mm -hmm. over the years because they understand what we do. You know, it doesn't it doesn't seem like rocket science to recognize that you know the intersection between being a good human being and a good business person is honesty, but it's the type of lesson that yeah, some of us need reminded of periodically. And if you didn't pick up on that the last few years, you probably won't ever, I guess. No, it's 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 it, and it's not a zero sum game. Mm -hmm. Always leave a little bit of meat on the bone for the next group. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's like it's it's not a it, and it's and this is such a relationship driven business. You know, you're only as good as your last deal, and you're only as good as your reputation. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, the value in kind of building out Trinity's internal team and being as strong and ready to jump yeah. on things as you are. I'm just wondering, have you changed the way you interact with the people on your team over the last few years, just, you know, seeing how difficult life has been in with everything in context or whether it's changed your leadership style at all? A, I think you have to lead by example, and I'm truly on you know i'm truly fortunate sean with, with the three partners i have you know lee nybart greg dickens and ryan dunn we all have our swim lanes we all have our skill sets and then the uh, the team that we've built but it's it's a you lead by by example and i think more information is always better than less right mm -hmm. so it's openly communicating all the time with the team you know what the challenges are sharing the successes um you know being shoulder to shoulder, you know, you don't want to be sitting, you know, removed from everything. You know, I'm involved in discussions as Greg Lee and Ryan are at all levels, right? All the way from acquisitions to renovation planning to asset management, you know, all of that stuff. So it's being involved and it's and, and again, it's just the the empathetic side and, and we lived through COVID together, right? So we all, you know, had either young children or friends with young children who are vulnerable or older parents or friends with older parents and aunts and uncles. So this was like a very tough thing to go through. And one of the things we did at Trinity, for example, is that because, you know, Hawaii is a very family-driven uh, community. So mm -hmm. if, you, if, you, if you're having a barbecue, everybody shows up from the grandparents down to the children, right? Yeah. And sometimes the pets. But one of the things – and so – that made everybody a lot more vulnerable to COVID. Mm -hmm. So what we did was at Trinity, we had um, nurses come twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday into the office and tested everybody. It was voluntary. The results were, were uh, confidential and anonymous, but everybody partook in that and welcomed it because it was, and, and none of us got COVID during the first couple of years, right? We, mm -hmm. we sort of got through it because we were in this together we recognize that one person gets it, then, you know, it could create a firestorm for everybody's families. Yeah. But it was things like that. It's, 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 I shouldn't say leading with empathy because we were just in it together. We were leading each other. Yeah. Interesting. So um, before I let you go, I want to ask one more lifestyle question from you, um, given that sure. you're uniquely poised to answer this. And I want to know the, the true answer. Where where is it better to live right now? Hawaii, Connecticut, or I guess the cop out answer would be both. I got to tell you, I, I'm more of a cop out. You know, I love everything about Hawaii. The only challenge with Hawaii is the amount of time you spend on an airplane going back and forth. You know, it's ten mm -hmm. to eleven hours. Um, it's better than and, a boat, I guess. You know, right? both yeah, both both my kids are at boarding school on the East Coast. So I love Connecticut, and I even love it this time of the year. Um, and so, you know, it's – but I do enjoy coming back to Hawaii. You know, Jay Scheidler, who's a phenomenal investor based in Hawaii, he said the great thing with being in Hawaii is that you're removed from the fray, right? So you're removed from the groupthink. Mm -hmm. And he said from Hawaii, he's been able to solve any problem he needed to you just need a longer screwdriver to fix the problem. <laughs> and so, so uh, 
you know, if I could be bi-coastal, that would be ideal, which is uh, obviously it's not east to west coast, it's east coast to Hawaii. And then I spend a lot of time in L.A. because we have a terrific office and team mm-hmm. in the uh, in the L.A. office as well. It's a good midway point, if, it, if nothing else, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been fantastic. Oh. Any any time, any you know, Sean. Our relationship started off with you spelling your name the right way, and it only got better from yes, there. Yes, so, I always appreciate uh, a, a properly spelled Sean. 